0: The Student Podcast today September 9th, 2021. I would like to remind everybody that any opinions expressed here are not necessarily those of our sister production, The Six Mile Post. I am Austin Williams, and I'm always joined by my great co-host, Kimberly. How are we doing today, Kimberly? It's great to be back.
1: We are doing great. This semester is my last semester before I graduate. Now, it doesn't mean I'm leaving. I'll be back because I'm going to do my bachelor's, but for my associate's, this is my last semester. I graduate this semester Cross fingers. Doing good so far.
0: All right. Yes, it is also my last semester as well. So it looks like some people will be taking over their reins next semester and I'm going to miss it. But it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. And I'm uh, happy to be yeah, back. this semester. I don't know
1: what I'm going to do without you.
0: <laughs> Same here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, welcome back, everybody, to the Student Spin. I'm glad to be back reporting for GHC and uh, let's get on to it. So uh, you got some uh, school news for us, Kim?
1: I do have some school news. So we have a Zoom presentation on anxiety, depression, and learning you're weird with Lisa Jakub. So Lisa Jakub, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, She is an actress. She played the daughter in Mrs. Doubtfire and the daughter of the drunk pilot in Independence Day. Um, She is also currently a mental health advocate and an author. So she is going to be presenting her mental health presentation on September 4th at 2 p.m. via Zoom. She was originally supposed to be on the Cartersville campus, from what I understand. But because of the spike in COVID cases, they've moved everything to Zoom, so she won't be there. But you can go to any of the campus libraries in Floyd, Cartersville or Paulding, and they will be um, broadcasting the Zoom uh, there as well so if you don't have access to internet or something then you can go there and watch it um but it should be great i really want to i really want to sit in on this one mm-hmm. um that the link to that zoom should be in your student email or you can contact Clifton Puckett at c-k-e-t-t at highlands.edu and inquire about a link um if he can send you a link to that Um, There is also an upcoming leadership conference. Now, it's a little bit in the future. It's Friday, October 15th, but it is from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., and it is free to all students. It will be on the Cartersville campus. There will be breakout sessions, including um, GHC faculty, nationally recognized entrepreneurs and women in leadership roundtable featuring GHC administration. There will also be a speaker panel featuring entrepreneurs from around the country, including Candace Walker, Becky Gabany. Brandon Hurst and more. And the keynote speaker is be Dr. Quentin Lee, a superintendent, motivational speaker, and educational advocate. So if you want to check that out, there's also um, registration in the email that was sent out. You can also, again, call, contact um, Cliff and Bucket at ckett at highlands.edu for more information. Um, breakfast and lunch will be served, and there will be a free t-shirt to all attendees. And back to you.
0: Alrighty, it's always good to start hearing some GHC news again, even if it's not on campus. Because I only have one more. I only. I don't know. I, I don't know how I missed this. I only have one class this semester, so.
1: How did you like, wrangle that?
0: <laughs> going very smoothly, if you could imagine. And of course, it's uh, my only classes with Miss Hathaway, our boss. So, uh, you nice. Know, going, it's going pretty well. So. She's amazing. Yeah, yeah, she's a great person, and uh, let's get on to some local news. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, there are some spikes in uh, COVID numbers, sadly. Uh, this new variant is going crazy from what I hear. Uh, Metro Atlanta school districts are reporting 29,517 cases of COVID-19 among students and staff just one month into the school year. And this is from WSB-TV, uh, the Atlanta News Network. Uh, masks are still optional in several Metro Atlanta school districts, including Cobb County, Georgia's second largest district, and the new COVID n- numbers from school come, as Georgia reports, the highest seven-day average of cases among children 17 and younger since the start of, uh, since the, start of the pandemic. And uh, here's a breakdown of reported COVID-19 cases in counties surrounding local GXC campuses. So you have Atlanta Public Schools, which have 1,431 total cases, Cartersville City Schools, which has 200, t- 200 total cases, Cherokee County that has 2220 total cases, Cobb County with 3744 cases, Marietta with 215 cases, Paulding with 1787 cases, Winnett County with 3847 cases and Fulton County with 2702. So this is just a one month into, you know, high school, middle school, elementary school and um these numbers are already looking absolutely crazy. And um yeah. I, I heard that it was coming back in. I just got um, the Moderna shot, and I mean, my mom just did. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's crazy how fast this new variant kicked in, and um, how it just
1: yeah,
0: and then to something <laughs> completely new but more deadly and more uh more you know easy to catch.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest, it's scaring me a little bit. If you listen, last semester. I do not like wearing a mask. I cannot stand it. It drives me crazy. It gives me anxiety. But I've gotten to the point where if I go in a large place or come to school campus, I bring a mask, I wear it. Um, yeah. When I do my groceries, I'm not one. I hate the grocery pickup because they always screw it up. But I'm down for the grocery pickup at this point yeah. um if I go somewhere it's going to be out in the woods away from all the people I don't like people mm-hmm. this, but, but like as a whole like I like individual people but um so yeah it's it's a little scary I've even had um some good friends die from it recently so
0: yeah my mom just told me earlier today that a friend of hers is actually just got off the ventilator and stuff like that and they're gonna pass away sadly so um yeah. Yeah, it's it's getting crazy. Like it's hitting a lot closer to home this very end. It seems it like. Definitely is. Just be careful, guys. Make good decisions, and uh, if you want to get vaccinated, if you don't, that's completely okay. Just be careful, please. Just respect others around you, and uh just try your try your best to be safe.
1: Yeah, and one thing on the vaccination, um whether you're deciding to get it, deciding not to get it. Go to a doctor and just talk to them about your body specifically, because just like with the flu shot, some people can't get it because they're allergic to eggs. Everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Um, But just make sure that your body is going to be okay with whatever's in the vaccine. So Mm -hmm.
0: All right, so let's move on. Georgia National Guard troops making a big impact in a hard hit Louisiana town after Hurricane Ida, and this is from WBST, WSB-TV as well. Uh, The Georgia National Guard offered help to to one of the towns that was affected the hardest by Hurricane Ida. Uh, Sheriff Tim Sonier, town of Terrebonne Parish, Louisiana, was one of the most damaged and negatively affected towns in the wake of Hurricane Ida. Uh, Captain Landis Ford of the Georgia National Guard stated, we just imagine if this happened to our home in Georgia, Imagine the help that we would want. So we take that and provide it to Louisiana. Sheriff Sonier has had trouble since most of his deputies' homes have been destroyed. Uh, the National Guard has helped keep peace by providing law enforcement, shelter, and food for the community. And Captain Ford stated there are soldiers from Kennesaw, Statesboro, Savannah, Macon, and other local cities. So. Um, yeah, I didn't know the, I didn't know the damage really left from Ida, but, uh, watching videos and stuff like that, it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, it's thankfully it's not as bad as Katrina or anything like that, but it looked looked like a tornado ran through that city. And, um, you know, it's good to see that, you know, national Guard from here, here in Georgia can go over and help. I saw some, I saw somebody on my Snapchat, uh, you know, recording and showing them helping people and stuff like that. So Somebody I went to school with like a cast and uh, you know, they're having people over there. So it's always cool to see, you know, coming together from hundreds of miles away, coming together as a oh yeah community.
1: Yeah. Well, it's been fun to see. Um, you know, me. I'm open about the fact that I love TikTok. <laughs> but um, I've seen some funny TikTok videos between like the linemen that are out there, you know, and they're um I know there were some linemen that made a funny video about, you know, if you're not eating gumbo and Louisiana, where are you at? Mm-hmm. And so this lady that lives in Louisiana flips to a black screen, like a, a blank screen. Yeah. Says, um, I'm sitting here in the dark waiting for you to finish your meal so you can get my power back on. That's yeah. where I had. It was really funny. Um, so there's been yeah. stuff there that's, you know, everybody's being funny about it. And, but I hope they get their stuff back on. And I've seen yeah. some videos of that tornado in New Jersey, too. So that was, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, humor is definitely a good medicine for any type of lousy situation, so it's one way to do it. All right, but well, let's move on to some world news, and um, I'm sure everybody's heard about Afghanistan and the Taliban and everything like that. And the U.S. expects to admit more than 50,000 evacuated Afghan uh, you know, citizens. Um, at least 50,000 um, Afghanistan citizens are expected to be admitted to the United States following the fall of... Kabul as part of an enduring commitment to help people who have aided the American war effort and others who are particularly vulnerable under Taliban rule, the Secretary of Homeland Security said Friday. More than 40,000 have arrived in the US so far, and about 20% are either US citizens or permanent residents. The rest are people who have received or are in the process of receiving what's known as a special immigrant visa for those who worked for American military or NATO as interpreters or in some other capacity and uh, afghans considered particularly vulnerable under taliban rules such as journalists and employee of non-governmental organizations uh, most of the afghans who have arrived in the us are being housed in military bases around the country receiving medical treatment assistant with uh, submitting immigration application and other services helped at aiming them settle in the country so i also seen some reports of uh, you know american citizens american journalists stuff like that being sent over from a, Back from, that are still stuck in Afghanistan, they're being sent back now since uh they're playing to stuff like that. were being you know, they weren't allowed to leave and stuff like that. So, uh, they're coming back now from what I've seen, stuff like that. So, it's good to see that um, it's being handled in a way that the best way it could be. So, yeah, it's it's crazy what's going on over there. I still don't fully understand it. Oh, I'm from the
1: I'm hot under the collar about it. It's because I've you have I'm older, so I've been around since the first time they went in <laughs> to Afghanistan. Um, I've been here for the whole debacle, um, and I think, well, I do think it's time. it was time for us to start pulling out. There were, it was not handled cor- correctly. Um, there are a lot of things that should have been done, a lot of support systems that should have been in place, um, because you can't, I mean, that's like making a house of cards and you just pull the cards out from the edge. You just let everybody down. So um not happy with the way that has gone down and we've lost some good servicemen and left a lot of, a lot of money, a lot of materials, a lot of things over here that, that should never have gotten into the hands of the Taliban, but we'll have to see how this one plays out.
0: Yeah. This is definitely a day by day thing. And I'm sure I think, they got. I think they took over the city in October, August fifteenth. Yeah. And I, I saw a video of um some Taliban people moving into like the like the mayor's uh, mansion and stuff like that. And um yeah, you know, it's I've, just.
1: I've already read articles. They've um, murdered entire you know people that had built churches over there. They've murdered entire congregations, and they'll be putting Sharia law into place. So it's. Mm. Not a good
0: place to be right now. Yeah, I haven't seen too much stuff, um, but I guess we'll keep it up day by day every few weeks with the podcast. There's probably going to be a topic that's going to be around this and COVID. So, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll keep it up week by week. All right. So next thing, can't get away from COVID. Like I said, Biden to order vast majority of federal workers and contractors to get vaccinated via New York Times. Uh, President Biden today actually will sign an executive order requiring the vast majority of federal workers and contractors who do business with the government to get vaccinated against the coronavirus as part of the aggressive new plan that will also put pressure on private businesses, states and schools to enact stricter vaccination and testing policies as the Delta variant continues to spread across the United States. The mandate will apply to employees of the executive branch, including the White House and all federal agencies and members of the armed services. A workforce that numbers more than 4 million, but not to those who work for Congress or the federal court system, according to a person familiar with the plan. The spread of the highly infectious variant has pushed the country daily average caseload over 150,000 for the first time since late January, overwhelming hospitals in hard-hit areas and killing roughly 1,500 people per day. The surge has alarmed uh, President Biden and his top health advisors who see mass vaccination as the only way to bring the pandemic under control. So it's weird that, you know, Congress and the higher ups aren't supposed aren't forced to get the vaccine and uh but I guess you know the lower the more majority of workers have to get vaccinated so you know
1: to me what's good if it's good for the goose it should be good for the gander but
0: yeah.
1: there again it's for me I'm not. I'm not at all for any kind of a mandate simply because you have, you don't know people's underlying health conditions. You're trying to mandate something that could potentially harm them. Is the risk low for most people? Yes. Um, has it been studied enough to suit me? And do we know enough about it for people that have, are that are immunocompromised? Um, I have a daughter that has asthma and eczema and things like that. And there's some things that she just can't have like other people. Mm. Um, and so it's just, and it's also a slippery slope to go down as far as medical mandates. Um, yeah. So.
0: Yeah. I just, I wanted to get it just for the health of my family and stuff like that. And in case I got it again, you know, yeah. I've, heard, I've heard how dangerous this is and everything like that. So, yeah. Um, my mom was scared and so she she has like underlying health conditions so she, yeah she, she um she wanted to get the vaccines because we've we've seen you know from our friends and family that um people who got it versus people who don't have it it affects them differently and people who usually have the vaccine you know it doesn't hit them as hard right so that's why my mom got it but um you know it's different in everybody you don't have to get it you can't get it it is what it is
1: Right.
0: Um, yeah. It it just it's a it's a sticky situation. But um, you know, I, I do think later on, I th- I do think it's going to be a mandate.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's uh, that's going to be a hard thing for people. And um, I'm not I'm not huge on mandates either, but I don't know how the situation's going to be handled. It's going to be very sticky, seeing as the country still crazily divided.
1: Yeah.
0: Even even a few months after the election, but um. Yeah. It's a sticky situation. Very, very sticky. It is. Um, all right. so we can all have
1: grace and compassion with each other. That's that yeah.
0: is hope. It's too hard, apparently. So. too hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So, next thing, uh, Komodo dragons are now on the endangered and moving towards extinction list uh, via the New York Times, which I hate. I keep hearing oh, all these no. animals, All these animals that I grew up, you know, so being as a kid looking at, you know, elephants and rhinos and tigers and lions and all this stuff like they're just they're dying off and i hate it so much yeah komodo dragons previously considered vulnerable species were reclassified last weekend as endangered by the conservation organization it's had a genuine change in the status and uh, deterioration said mr hilton taylor head of the international group red list unit which assesses the conservation risk of 138,000 species and counting the new label is intended to spur international policymakers and conservation groups to strengthen and expand protection for the giant lizard and its natural habitats. That may not be especially necessary among a population of the dragon that lives in areas that are not protected and that are more vulnerable to activities such as illegal hunting and habitats clearance. Uh, their ranks have already experienced a steep decline about 25 years ago. Somewhere from 8,000 Komodo dragons roamed to Earth today. The IUCN estimates that there are just one thousand three hundred eighty adult Komodo dragons and another two thousand juvenile left in the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the real concern is what's going on in the future, Mister Hilton Taylor said. So, um, there's about thirty two hundred Komodo dragons left in the world, and that's our.
1: That's commodity. really sad. They're really cool.
0: They are. They are really um. They're a really unique species. You know, they got poisonous fangs and stuff like that. And they're the biggest lizard, I think, in the world. They one. they're one of I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna say that, but they're one of the biggest lizards in the world. And um, they're really unique. All these unique yeah. animals. You know, the black rhino got extinct a few years ago. T- lions are not lions, but tigers are super close to being extinct. You know, these really uh, unique sharks are being hunted all the time. It's sad and it sucks. Yeah. Because these species are so I'm selfish and I hate it. Yes. But, um, I don't think we'll ever learn, sadly. And um, yeah. you know, when the elephants and the rhinos and the sharks are all gone, the world's already crumbling. But we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens when the ecosystem crumbles. It's it's scary because I want to bring a I want to bring a kid into this world and stuff like that. And I don't know what it's gonna look like when that happens. And that's yeah. uh, sucks to think about. But that's what I have for world news.
1: Alrighty, well, let's move on to some the end of our program and some fun stuff. So, um, as y'all know, we always do music and movies. So, I'm going to start off with that. But first, I want to let y'all know that we are starting a an opinion slash kind of a dear Abby type situation on our podcast. So, if you have any questions or opinions or you just want some advice, feel free to email um, myself or Austin.
0: A Williams one six five.
1: And then K Lyons, that's L Y O N S at student.highlands.edu. Um, you can email either one of us and we'll be sure and get that on the podcast. So on to music. Um, I am loving. Um, a new artist, Emmeline. Um, she has a song out called This Is How I Learned to Say No. And if you've ever been in any kind of an abusive relationship um, or had any toxic people in your life, you need to hear this song. It is amazing. Um, I'm also loving Bed on Fire by Teddy Swims. It's more of a country vibe. Um, and then for movies, I recently watched Sweet Girl on Netflix with Jason Momoa and Isabella Merced. Um, it's really, really, really good movie. Um, and then if you love horror comedies, like I do so much, Hell Baby. <laughs> hell Baby, you gotta see it. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> Sounds pretty good. All right, so music I've been listening to. Uh, Drake Drake dropped his album a few days ago. It's a good listen. You know, Drake, if you ever listen to him, he has a very, you know, unique sound. It kind of sounds the same in the past few albums, but he makes it work. And uh, it's a good listen if you enjoy that kind of stuff, hip hop, stuff like that. And um with the announcement of Spider-Man a No Way Home, I am planning on watching, re-watching um, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's and Tom Holland Spider-Mans. I'm not a big fan of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, but I don't, I I respect I respect the movies. They're just not my favorite.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: No hate against Andrew. I love he's a great actor, but um he's not my favorite Spider-Man. And so I, you know, with the trailer they just released about the No Way Home, they had um the villains from the first movies, Doc Hawk and um Green Goblin, who was William Defoe. So I'm really excited I'm, I'm going to cry probably when I see. When I see that movie, because when I was a kid, I used to watch Toby Maguire Spider Man religiously. That was my favorite superhero. Love so,
1: Toby Maguire ones, yeah, and my favorite.
0: You know, he will always be my favorite for nostalgia factor. I think I do think Tom Holland is, is the best representation of Spider Man. Tobey will always be my favorite. So, um, yeah, Drake and uh, I'm gonna be rewatching all the Spider Man movies. But um, also football, NFL football is on tonight, and college football has been on for the past two weeks, and um. I really couldn't be any more happier. It's it's the all best.
1: tied. Season.
0: You're all tied? Yes,
1: yeah. absolutely.
0: You know, I think I'm gonna put it in my resignation. Uh, <laughs> I'm, sorry, guys. I'm sorry. No. Um I'm an Ohio State fan, so um that one kind of kinda hurt. That one kinda hurt last last season, but I'm um, Oh well. Good start of the season. You guys already look like you're going to, you know, win everything again. Remake um, the
1: competition.
0: <laughs> what yeah. we're going for. Yeah, yeah but um yeah that's it that's it for me guys
1: all right well we will see y'all actually next week we're going to be doing a podcast and a special presentation podcast on the constitution with some of our history professors so we look forward to um, doing that for y'all next week
0: all right well i'll see you guys then
1: bye,
0: bye.